Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, everyone. Please enjoy this free preview of our premium content. To sign up for more episodes like this love boat, please go to patreon.com slash genxthisisy or visit our website, genxthisisy.com. Enjoy the show. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. Everyone's so horny on this episode. Hi, and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy, and I'm a proud Gen Xer born in 1977. And I'm her sister Jenny, born in 1974. Jen, I almost said our scared childhood. I mean, kind of was like that a little bit. For me, it was. I was scared of everything. I thought I heard your mouse again. Are you doing your mouse again? Yes, I moved my mouse. I hate your you mouse. Hear, wait do you hear how loud that is. <laughs> okay, guys, audience, listen. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, wait, now so I did loud. something. Now I did something. All right, Jen, any news today? Um, I have something that I want to address. Oh. So I was watching. Is this a strongly the... worded statement? No, this is, um, this is just the top of the episode to discuss. Okay. Um, I was watching, so there's commercials that we see on Paramount Plus, mm-hmm. and there was a commercial for Bounce, you know, like the fabric sheets, the fabric mm-hmm. softener sheets, and they said, Bounce has more hair-fighting ingredients. Like, for pet hair? What's a hair-fighting ingredient? What, what is what a hair-fighting ingredient? What is a hair-fighting ingredient? Do they mean... Like, Vaseline? What is a hair-fighting ingredient? Yeah, it's gotta be something that's kind of slick. Okay, do you want oil all over your clothes? But I was just wondering if anybody happens to know what hair what hair fighting ingredients are. Just curious. Probably some chemical that's going to give us all cancer. Yeah, probably. Yeah. That's my okay. guess. And I, I have another. I have guess. another thing. So, do you have any announcements? No. Okay, I just want to talk about how this is going to go. So last night, I went over to my new neighbor's house, and I had like three generous pours of wine. Okay. The last thing I need is another bad influence two doors down from me, by right. the way. Right, 
Um, so I came back and watched Love Boat, and I hadn't had dinner. Oh, no. Sometimes I oh, eat no. lunch very late because I'm dealing with the West Coast, and that's just how my day lines up. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't hungry, like, before I went over, and then I just never ate dinner. So, so are you using... a little drunk. So are you using the West Coast now as a... As an excuse for always being late and just running three yes. hours behind on everything. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, I t- watched half of this episode pretty drunk and took notes that I can mm. barely read. Okay. And then fell asleep. Mm-hmm. Well, I shut it off first and then fell asleep. And then I was going to watch the second half of it, but, like, today. And I'm like, no, I need to rewatch the whole thing. But I will... And I made sober notes. But I will share some of the drunk notes as we go along. Okay. I do want to say, Bob Crane is in this episode. Who the hell's Bob Crane? He's Captain Hogan from Hogan's Heroes. Yeah, he... Oh, okay. And he... This is his last acting credit because he was brutally murdered and it was (gasps) never solved. Get out! Mm -hmm. Is that the guy that plays the chick's father? Yes. Wow, that's so weird. Yeah, there's, there's, there was a movie about it, but it, it remains unsolved. He was found, I, I forget how he was found, beaten to death and then with, wow. with the, uh, something around his neck. So I don't know if Jesus. it was an autoerotic asphyxiation situation. That he beat himself? That went awry. <laughs> I don't know what How's happened. that work? But he was also like a big playa, so. Is that like a Michael Hutchinson thing? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I could be spreading lies. I have no idea. All I'm saying is it remains unsolved. This was his last acting credit. That's very foreboding, and you'll see why later. Okay. All right. I think I know why, and we probably have deets around the same thing. Okay. Okay. Probably. All right, because there's not much else here of substance. No, there's nothing. There's no (laughs) substance. All right, so today, guys, we're looking at Love Boat, Season 1, Episode 13, the three-part title is Family Reunion, Cinderella Story, and Too Hot to Handle. And Jenny, remember at the end of the episode, what I ask you is which one of these could go. Yep. Okay. I have written, Drunk Jenny wrote, Family Rooter Sinball. Oh. Yeah, I think okay. that's what that says. Okay. Yeah, it's cursive, yeah. okay. but it's very, it's very flamboyant. I still think it's hilarious that you take your notes longhand. I like to write things. I mean, I'm sitting in my bed watching TV. The other day, Timmy sold the lawnmower, and I had to write a receipt. First Ew. of all, these receipts won't hold up in a court of law. <laughs> I would take. I would make a receipt on the computer. So I just grabbed a sheet of paper, and I wrote, We received X amount of dollars for this lawnmower, and I signed my name and Timmy's name, because I just well, signed his name. Well, probably use it for a tax write-off. You can use it for a tax write-off. But my point is, I had to write those three sentences, and I had a cramp in my hand. Okay. All right. Okay. We open on Wendy Bradley and her husband, Sam. Now, I know many of you are not watching this, so I'm going to do my best to take all these stupid generic names they give people. Oh, my God. They're and, so bad. And give you some mnemonic devices to remember them by because this is rough. Okay? Yeah. So, we open on Wendy Bradley and her husband, Sam, who is Stryker from Airplane. Oh, my God. Yes, he is. So, I'm going to call him Stryker. And he's the most annoying, he's a photographer with a Polaroid camera, which is not photography. Right. And I he's knew you'd have super some thoughts annoying. on this. He's yeah. super annoying. I just, Drunk Jenny wrote, what is this guy's deal? Yeah. Stryker has a Polaroid, and he's been taking a million pictures. Okay, next we see Bob Crane, and his name on here is Teddy, but I'm going to call him Bob Crane. 
He has, like, a young, sexy woman named Ginger, like, hanging all over him. Very Gilligan's Island vibe. Very, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bob Crane is some kind of captain. He's a steward. He's I, a purser or a steward or something, yeah. I, I didn't understand what was happening. He's not a captain, though. He's a purser, because I think Gopher's an assistant purser at this point. I don't know. Stooping and Julie, like, immediately start shading Bob Crane, like, uh-oh, he's the troublemaker. He's the drunk, oh, he's the, the troublemaker. Ginger's like, who's the wet blanket? <laughs> <laughs> Stooping is really straight-laced. Yeah, he is. So is Julie. Julie is a little bit too, but Stooping is a wet blanket. Yeah, he's totally a wet blanket, but he, she calls Julie the wet blanket. Yeah. Stubing doesn't like him and says if he were if they were not sailing in a few moments he'd replace that man. Wendy Bradley seems kind of interested in this quote reprobate Stewart. Well, and I just had a drunk Jenny just wrote, What is this two dollar Ansel Adams? Because the guy's <laughs> like, I want to photograph him. <laughs> Jenny, they keep using the word rep reprobate. reprobate. I don't even know what that word means. I don't know. What it that just word means. means like trouble, like troublesome. Like they okay. call like a rebel, like a reprobate steward. It's so stupid. Who uses that word? Yeah, no one does. No one does. So okay, she asks if her husband could take his picture. It's weird. Whatever. Julie informs the couple that Bob Crane is their captain steward. So or her cabin steward. So she'll be seeing plenty of him. So he's kind of like just I don't want to say low guy on the totem pole, but he's like one of the guys. Jenny, you've been on a cruise. Who are assigned to your cabins. Yeah, I don't even... I don't remember any of that. I don't think that's a thing anymore. But it used to be, apparently. Sure. Okay. Okay. Now we see Mr. and Mrs. Allison. This is Kathy Bates. Yes. And some broke-down Willy Wonka. He looks like Wonka. I just drunk Jenny wrote, is that Wonka? Jenny, he looks just like him. (laughs) Just like a Gene Wilder. He looks just like him. Just just like like a Gene Wilder. They're in their wedding outfits. They just got married. And Stubing says he hopes to see more of them. And Broke Down Willy Wonka says, I hope you don't see more of us. Because, Jen, they want to bang, 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 bang. Everyone's so horny on this episode. Everyone's horny. Okay. Except the (laughs) father-daughter. Well. Our last couple... The Williamses, like these names. So we have Williamses, Allisons, and Bradleys. Like, who's thinking Uh, of these names? People, white people in the Midwest? A (laughs) hundred percent. So, okay. So let me tell you who I thought this guy was. Our last couple's the Williamses, and they're, like, real concerned about their finances. They're, like, cheap-ass. They're, like, nickel and diamond. They haven't even stepped across the board. They haven't even gotten on board yet. The woman's name is Doreen. And the husband, I thought, because he looks just like him, was Neil from Dirty Dancing, the nerdy. No, that's not him. It's not him, but Jenny, he looks just like him. Like, no, I even thought, is it his father? That's how much he looked oh, like his dad. Can't. Okay. Okay. All right. So, um, I don't know what his that name is. That mouth would be all screwed up if it, could, it can't be his father, right? I don't know what not. his name is, but he's just the Williamses. Okay. I call them, I call them the Stockwoods. Well, they become the Stockwoods. Yeah. Okay. In the lobby, Julie announces that the the Aristocats, the Stockwoods, are pulling out of their crews. So the pom- the promenade promenade suite promenade promenade suite is going empty. Gopher has an idea. No, I, it's I'm, Doc. 
I know, but I'm going to make a declaration about the the Gopher, Julie, and Doc situation. Okay. I think I might bang Gopher. Out of those three? Yeah. <laughs> uh. I mean, Doc's the most confident. Doc is a pompous dick bag. Yeah. I can't stand it. I mean, I like it. Julie, but I think I'd have to go Gopher. I'd have to go Gopher. <laughs> gopher seems like a lot of fun. Yeah, sure. Okay, fine. Okay. Oh, so, oh, can I tell you something drunk Jenny wrote? What? Why are they throwing pollution in the ocean? Why are they pollu- <laughs> Why are they polluting throwing garbage in the ocean? They were throwing garbage the in streamers. the ocean? Oh, the streamers. When I saw the streamers. Yes. yes. <laughs> so the Williams, let's call them the broke Williams, because that's their shtick, is that they have no money. Right. They come in and they're told there'll be an Alpha Deck 101, the Boom Boom Room, which I thought meant they were banging. Like the honeymoon suite. Yes. Yeah. But no, Jenny... It is the room right above the engines, and I guess the engine goes boom, boom. I'm shocked I wasn't in that room because I went on a cruise with mom. Best day of your life. Mm -hmm. She paid for our room, so I'm shocked we didn't get that room because she had like a deck and like a window, and like we had like a little round hole. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I could do it. I would be claustrophobic. No, it was fine. So Doc decides he's going to give them the promenade suite. And Julie and Gopher, you're right, was Doc's idea. Because Julie and Gopher Doc. are like, eh, Stubing's yeah. going to be fucking pissed. Right. And if Doc's he like, finds eh, this out. I'm just giving away sweets. Yeah. Cool. Well, it's going to go empty. I have lots of theories about Doc. In this I episode. do, too. I do, too. Kathy Bates and Broke Down Willy Wonka get to their room, and they immediately start making out. Willy why does Wonka, he have a top hat on? That's why he's Willy Wonka. Let's yes, face it. Right? Yes. Like, that yeah. kind of set it up If for you me. have a perm, and it's the late 70s, and you put a top, uh, you wear a, a suit coat like that with the tails, and you yeah. have a top hat on, you're Willy, you're Willy Wonka. Wonka. That's it. You're, That's d- it. you're, you're done. done. So, Willy Wonka picks her up and throws her on the bed, and when he does, he hurts his back. Can I just say that this room is crap? This is the best room on the ship? No. They're the newlyweds. Oh, they're, they're the newlyweds. Yes. Right. Okay. Okay. That was drunk Jenny's notes, by the way. Okay. Well, back in the promenade suite. The this broke... is a crappy room. Is this the best <laughs> room on the ship? <laughs> the broke Williams are getting the royal treatment, and they're like, wow, this is so amazing. And do you know That room, it's big, but it's not nice. But the crew are hanging out and drinking. Middle they're of the on day. Duty. On, on duty. duty. They just, yep. They're having some champagne. The Williams are like, we can't afford this. And Julie says, look, guys. The cruise line will get their money. The Stockwoods aren't going to show up. You're fine. And Gopher says, the only one who's going to care is Stubing, and he ain't finding out. And then guess who knocks on the door? The guy that got murdered. No, Stubing. (laughs) I know it's all over the place. This is unprofessional. Unprofessional. My notes are all over the place. This is unprofessional. <laughs> I just have, who is that guy? Like I don't like I don't have any notes as to who it is. Okay. Stooping is a bunch of things that says this guy's an asshole, but doesn't say what guy it is. <laughs> well, it can apply to many. Stooping assumes these are the Stockwoods, and they're like, uh, yeah, we're the wealthy Stockwoods. So, guys, they've assumed the personalities of the Stockwoods who who canceled their trip. Okay. They, they're impersonating the. Stockwoods. They're impersonating them. So, 
Stubing's like, guys, why don't you come and dine with me? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, Mr. Stockwood, I just read the Forbes article on your brilliant advertising career, and I would love to talk to you about it. Oh, and boy. this dude is like, uh, what? Oh, fuck. Jen, who calls himself the pretender? Uh, I don't know. Dad. Okay. Dad, this reminded me of a dad situation because dad has called himself the pretender forever because he, he just pretends he Fakes knows it, how to do it, jobs. Make it. Right, he just pretends I, uh, okay, he knows so how to do jobs. Sometimes whole industries are like that. I feel like yeah. advertising is one of those industries. Yeah, Because I worked in advertising, so mm-hmm. I can say that. So did I. Okay, so now we see the photography couple, Stryker and Wendy, and they're going through some photos, and there's one of Wendy and her mother, and Wendy says she wishes he, she knew her father. Just then, Bob Crane comes in and gives them some caviar that he has stolen from the captain's private stock. Okay. So wait, he's the murdered guy, right? Yes. Okay. Why is Captain Steubing, why does he have his own private caviar? I don't know, that's pretty fancy. Jesus! Uh, that's pretty fancy. Caviar is expensive. I never had it. It's delicious. Are you surprised I never had it? No, I'm not surprised exactly. at all. Exactly. Okay, now Bob Crane tells them to go explore. Jenny, how do you feel about this scene? Go explore, and I will finish unpacking your things. I have written, no one is unpacking for me. <laughs> Feels evasive. <laughs> what the fuck? That's what drunk Jenny wrote. I wrote, Jenny, would you let your steward unpack your clothes? No, hell no. Guys, hell no. would you that let... That is a personal thing. Would you let some creepy dude no. No. unpack your suitcase? Oh, ew. No. 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 Mm-mm. Bob Crane then sees a photo of Wendy and her mother, because he's snooping. Yeah. He's snooping. Right, which is exactly why I wouldn't let people unpack for me. Oh, I'd be afraid they'd, like, masturbate on my underwear or something gross. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay. All right. Who are you hanging out with? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, he looks at the picture, and he's like, oh, fuck. Let's check in on Drunk Jenny. She says, what is next? That's what I wrote. What What is is next? next? (laughs) What is next? (laughs) In the promenade suite, Doc and Julie are giving the the fake Stockwood some fancy clothes. And they're like, they're prepping them. Where did they get these clothes? They're Julie's and Doc's. Oh, okay. And they're prepping them for dinner with Steubing. And they're like, what are you going to talk about? What are you going to do? How are you going to get around this conversation about your fake advertising career? And he's like, I don't know, I'll just talk about something else. And Julie's like, why don't you talk about your hobbies? And he goes, if I talk about my hobby, it will make Doreen blush. (laughs) That's me puking. We never find out what this hobby is, right? It's banging his wife. Is that what they're implying? Yes, it's an innuendo. And I wrote... I wrote, so your hobby is banging your wife? That's not a hobby. It's not a hobby. Okay. That's a job. Is it a job? I don't know. Guys, come at us if banging your wife is a job. (laughs) Do bang your wife like it's a job. (laughs) All right. Stryker and his wife are sitting at a table in the bar, and Bob Crane walks in, and he sees them, but he heads straight for Isaac. Justice for Isaac. 
He is not getting enough airtime. Where is he? He really isn't. He really, and I like Isaac, and he God. really isn't getting enough airtime. So I mean, I, we only picked two episodes out of thirteen, so maybe we just have. To we've only two picked two episodes out of like six hundred. That's true. Good true. point. So Isaac's like, dude, I can't give you a drink. Like you're on duty. What? What but are you talking Isaac about? But then Isaac folds. But then he folds like. Like like a Maria Kondo shirt. Well, he folds because I don't feel like he folds like a Maria Kondo shirt. <laughs> That's too neat. <laughs> so Crane tells Isaac the whole story that Wendy's his daughter and he cut out on them when she was eight months old and he doesn't know what he's going to do. And then Isaac's like, uh, yeah, here, you need now one. Here's dude. a drink. Mm-hmm. And then Steuben catch him, catches him drinking on the job. First sip. He doesn't Drinking even, dude top. doesn't even get a sip down. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He, he really gets, doesn't. This is no Edwards at the mill. No. Drinking a whole jug. This right. is, he doesn't even, his lips touch the rim. And Steubing's on him like, what are you doing, well, dude? What are you it, doing? But, but Steubing says, oh, it's the last straw. This is the last, and like, and then, but just care, lets him carry on and continue drinking. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Now the captain is getting his table seated, and there's some other advertising dudes there. Okay, so this advertising thing turns into a big thing. I was laughing so hard at this scene because it's so stupid. It's last night. Last night. It's so dumb. So, Jenna, here's what I have. Now the captain is getting his table seated, and there's another advertising dude there who apparently has beef with Stockwood. So Stockwood, Doesn't know him, though. But has, right. Never met him, but has beef. So Stockwood runs his advertising thing, and this dude is Loudon. Loudon. Can runs I discuss his. that they sat at the captain's table, and they didn't do boy girl boy girl? Boy. What happened to that? They what did not. They did not. I noticed that too. So there's this twelve million dollar soap account client, Mister <laughs> Beatty. Thank God we're on the case. I know, right? Who Stockwood? Who Stockwood is trying to poach from this dude. And I wrote, this is the Mad Men prequel no one wants. No one needed this. <laughs> no this one is needs like it. broke, broke ass, broke down Mad where, Men. Where is Don Draper? Where is Don <laughs> this is Draper? Sli- this is slightly annoyed men. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. I want Don Draper. Just uh, remember show. that show. Remember uh, that show. Such a good show. Remember him. I kind of want to watch that show again. Okay. Do you know I keep telling mom to watch it? And I she know. Refuses. You've said this a million times. Jenny, you know she what? would it's her love loss. it. It's her loss. It is her fucking loss. All right. Dinner turns into a business meeting when the client, Mr. Beatty, announces he's unhappy with his last campaign from Loudon and would like to hear any ideas from Stockwood. And Steubing's going, these guys play rough. It you, was the dumbest scene. Dude, you haven't watched Mad Men if you think these two players. I know. Jesus. This is a real jungle. Like, he almost seemed like he was joking. It was... was <laughs> did he have just, like, some moments of bad acting no. there? Probably, yes. I thought you were going to say, did he have some moments of snark? No. Bad no. acting, yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Now Wendy's alone, and Bob Crane approaches her. And I think Steubing thinks that he's hitting on her, so he does a cock block and runs over. Ah, Junk Jenny wrote, hi, Terry. Oh, Terry. What did her name is Terry? No, Terry is Bob Crane's name. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm like, what is that? So, (laughs) Steubing asks her if she enjoys the cruise, and she says now she could see why her father left her and went to sea. She tells Steubing he died when she was little, shipwrecked off off of Cape, 
off of Cape Hatteras. Jenny? I don't have an index card. You don't? No. Not on Cape Hatteras? I mean, I love Cape Hatteras, but that's not what my index card's on. Good thing I did some research. Okay, good. They call it the graveyard of the Atlantic. Because I'm like, is this real? No, it's where the currents, like... Yes. Don't the currents, like, do a weird cross Cape Hatteras has been a deadly trap for sailors that have entered over the centuries. The stretch of shore is home to more than 600 shipwrecks off the shifting sandbars of the Hatteras Islands. There's a similar phenomenon at the tip of Manhattan called Spite and Dival. Yes, where the I waterway remember. around Manhattan. Yep. Yeah, we were on a cruise, the, or like a, a scenic cruise. It was really weird because you had been living in New York for some time, and we did that scenic cruise, and you were like, "This is really cool." Like you saw and learned things you didn't know. Well, and Spite and Dival was the name of a bar, the bar. That I went to in Williamsburg, in Williamsburg all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. No idea what that was. It means spite the devil, I think, or something like that. I don't know. I think it's how you say spite the devil when you're really drunk. Okay. Okay. She says his name was Captain Edward R. Anderson, and the ship was the Caroline T. Okay. Stooping says he has an encyclopedia of shipwrecks. I want that book. Christmas present alert. I want that book. I need it. I need it. I need it. I want that. I want the the encyclopedia of giant waves, too. I, I do, too. But I want the encyclopedia of shipwrecks. Yeah, me, too. That's good. And he's like, why don't you come to my quarters around 10 p.m. tonight to pick it up? What? Suspect. Why can't he just drop it off at her her cabin? Why doesn't he just have a purse or bring it over? I don't does, know if a purser does that. A steward, whoever does that. Steward. Would he be one of these assholes that has to stand there and make sure she doesn't yes. do anything to it? Okay. Probably. Yeah. Like, make sure she's not masturbating on it with the underwear? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's gross. <laughs> okay, now we see Broke Down Willy Wonka and his back's all fixed. And he says Doc Bricker is a miracle worker. Quite different from Doc Baker, might I add. He gave him a karate chop and two aspirin, and now he's fine. He's the anti-baker. He's the anti-baker. He's, like, healing people right and left. Yes. And he's, like, charming. Yeah, and he's, like, got his shit together. He's he's the upside-down baker. Yeah. Yeah. You get that reference, right? You watch Stranger Things? Oh, Stranger Things, upside-down world. Bizarro is Seinfeld. Is Seinfeld, All right, so... Bizarro World is actually from a comic book. Okay. That's Seinfeld, yeah. So he sees... Right, because isn't it Superman? Yeah. Yeah. He sees his wife sleeping near the pool and asks Isaac, I don't want to wake her up, so when she wakes up, will you tell her I'll be in the cabin and the champagne is on ice? Wink, wink. Ew. Whatever. I have a problem with this because if you're going to use a sexual innuendo, it shouldn't be cold. Yeah, I know. It's weird. Okay. Well, who knows what they're into? Yeah, who knows? You know the motto here at Gen X, this is why. Fly your freak flag. Fly your freak flag. Whatever you gotta do. Ice it down, whatever's happening. (laughs) Ice it down. Oh, God. Oh, my God. All right. (laughs) Mr. Beatty, the soap client, shows up and says to Loudon, I like that, Mr. Stockton. Stockwood. I don't know why I said Stockton. Stockwood. He's young. But his mouth isn't always running while his brain isn't neutral, and that's refreshing, especially in advertising. Uh, Drunk Jenny wrote, mouth not racing, brain in neutral. How long were you drunk for? Because we're halfway through the episode. That was the end. That was the end. Okay, all right, okay. So Drunk Jenny notes are gone. Okay. 
All right, so as they're talking, so we have Beatty heading over to Stock, Stockwood. They're by the pool. As they're talking, Beatty spills his drink on Loudon's seersuckers. Yes. As that happens, Mrs. Stockwood, fake Stockwood, Doreen, says, Oh, you could get that out easily. Have you ever heard of New Space Age Miracle Banish? And Beatty's like, have I heard of it? That's my new product. And you're right, it does work. And then weirdo fake Stockton says, are you ready, Jen? I'm ready. I never understood why you called it New Space Age Miracle Banish. It's a terrible name. I mean, you rub it on the spot and the spot is gone. It should be called Spots Gone. And I just wrote, is there a cliff I could jump off of right now? (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing? What are you doing? Do not let this man... Anywhere near an advertising agency ever. No. Okay. This was bad. This was this real was bad. bad. And, and the weird thing, too, was right before that they were talking out loud about how they stole these people's identities and they're impersonating them. And, like, those other people are, like, right ten there. feet away. Right there. Now we see Stooping in the lobby, lobby and a drunken Bob Crane stumbles um, in. Stooping's like, wasted. Stoob. I call him Stoop. Stoob's like, come to my office now. He's like, this is the last straw. And I'm like, this is a pack of straws. Stubing runs a loose ship. Like, he should have been fired ten, grievant, ten straws ago. I agree 100%. Okay. We see them in the office and they're drinking coffee trying to sober Crane up. Crane tells him, okay, so now it's like personal time. Bob Crane's going to confess everything. I ran away to sea when I was a young man. Jenny, question. What? Is being a cruise line worker running away to sea? I feel like it's not. That's like I a pirate like or a soldier. Not. Yeah. Yes, That's like, like when you go to sea. Maybe, maybe a fisherman. A sure. fishing vessel. Fisherman, yeah. navy vessel, yep. pirate. pirate. Do you know anyone who's like, I'm going to go run away to sea and become a pirate? I mean, people do that all the time. There's pirates all over the place. Sure. Still a thing. I know it's still a thing. It's very different. It's very different. But it's a thing. Okay. So I don't feel like he ran away to sea. I feel like that's romanticizing abandoning your family. Okay. I agree. So Crane, so they talk about it. And as they're talking about it, Wendy knocks on the door. Of course, because it's 10 p.m. and she's there to pick up the book. That's right. Yes. Jesus Christ. Wasn't it light out? No. Okay. Mm -mm. Just bad lighting on the set. Okay. (laughs) So... Crane begs Stubing not to tell Wendy the truth and not to destroy her dream because she has this image of her father and blah, blah, blah. So Stubing does this weird thing and he starts telling Wendy, oh, I knew your father. We sailed together. So did Bob Crane here. I'm just like, I just wrote this is so awkward. This is like the most awkward thing. We could tell you all about him. Like, Dude, why are you giving... So, I was watching this thing about on True Crime, and this guy was like, we call this the Pinocchio effect. When somebody's lying, they just give extra information that they don't need to all the time. This is what Stube is doing here. Yeah. He didn't have to say anything. He's like, oh, yeah, he was good in a crisis, and, like, Stube's not good in a crisis. He's he's just fucking us up. This is so obviously a lie. But Stube could have just said, I meant to tell you. I, I did recognize your father's name, and I re- remembered that he had a really good reputation amongst captains. Sure. He was a good dude. 
He doesn't even have to say he was ever in the fucking room with oh, them. Was this guy a cat? Like, so they would look it up and not find it in that book is what would have I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Who told her the, this he... Edward R. Anderson lie? I don't know. Maybe it's in the... Guys, we need the book to double check this. We need the book. I'm getting that book. <laughs> All right. So I just kept writing, this is weird. Wait, this is getting weirder. This is weirdest. Okay. Teddy blows it again. So they sit her down and they start to tell her more things. And then Stubing is like kind of forced to say nice things about Crane. <laughs> Crane <laughs> says nothing. And then it's Crane's turn and he just cracks and tells her the truth. And yep. then I'm not going to lie. I kind of zoned out for a minute. I don't know if anything happened after that, but I think she just left and said, I wish you were She dead. just got upset. Yeah. Yeah. That was <laughs> okay. So now broke down Willy Wonka comes over to Kathy Bates and she's like, my sunburn is better so we could bang. And he's telling her a story about how he got off the ship to pick some flowers for her and was thinking about life. And then he starts making out with her and they notice he has poison ivy. Yep. So this is like the, the third thing. So he hurt his back. I think we forgot to mention that she had sunburn. Did we? Oh, I don't know. Maybe I did. She sunburned, so, guys. So he bro- he hurt his back, so they couldn't bang for a couple days. Then she got sunburned, so they couldn't bang for a couple days. And now he has poison ivy, so they can't bang for more days. Jenny, the detail that you just put into that summary <laughs> is probably what the writers had written down totally. <laughs> Guys, I'll I got this great later. idea. Yo, yo, bro, I got this idea, right? Like these two, they just can't bang. All these things keep coming up and they can't bang. <laughs> and I was like, while well, they were playing darts at like a dive bar. All right. So now we see the advertising people and the fake Stockwoods are dancing. And Beatty's like, that Spots Gone name is like the best brilliant. thing I've Genius. ever heard. Fucking brilliant. And he's Genius. like, I'm giving the account to you. Martin Stockwood. So Martin Stockwood has won himself like a $12 million advertising account on a vacation that he's not even on. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. that's pretty boss. That's That's pretty pretty good. Beatty starts asking him some questions. What medium should we use to introduce the name? And Stockwood's like, oh, what's a medium? Beatty is like, you know, very like in the weeds stuff. Like, what's our demo market going to be? And he starts asking all this stuff. Instead of saying... Just enjoy our vacation. We'll hammer the details out when we get back to shore. Like, you know, don't worry about it, dude. Well, and I wouldn't tell a competitor what I was doing. I'd be like, you're my competitor. Why would I ever tell you what I'm going to do with this? But what does he do instead, Jen? He folds like a Marie Kondo shirt. I don't know why I said that. (laughs) He's like, look, I'm not Stockwood. I'm just Bill Edwards. And I work in a supermarket. And he says the suite they are staying in costs more than he makes in six months. So Gopher is begging Doc for help regarding the Stockwoods. He and Julie have been ushering the captain around trying to avoid the fake Stockwoods. (laughs) Now Doc refuses to help because he's some kind of big old prick. Well, Doc says, um... Maybe, like, because they're like, the captain's going to kill us. And he's like, well, maybe you could kill him first. I'm like, did he just recommend mutiny? Yeah. And then he's like, well, you shouldn't have thought of this idea. When it was clearly his idea. I have a theory. What? Doc has older sibling syndrome. 
He's what gaslighting the these two. He's gaslighting that? these two. There's no such thing. Yes, there's reality, yes, there and then there's and then there's conspiracy theories of younger siblings. You know how people get big dick energy. He has big sibling energy. Okay, so yeah, he kind of does. You're right. He does. He's gaslighting them. Well, and he says you don't need Bricker. You need F. Lee Bailey. Yes, who's a famous attorney. I have an index card. An F. Lee Bailey? Yeah, I did. I didn't he got O.J. Simpson off. I didn't even know that's who it was. Well, okay. You think I don't fucking know this? But okay, I know you ahead. know this. Go ahead. But not everyone knows this. Okay. So here's the index card. Okay. Mimi's, raise your hand if you knew this. <laughs> who is F. Lee Bailey? Francis Lee Bailey Jr., who actually died on June 3rd, 2021. He just died. Was an American criminal defense attorney. He first came to national-wide attention for his involvement in which case, eh? Okay. O.J. took him because he had been involved in something else. He got some... Was it... It wouldn't have been the Natalie Wood case, would it? No. No. I don't know. No. Okay, I don't know. Who? The second murder trial of Sam Shepard, a surgeon accused of murdering his wife. He later served as the attorney in a number of high-profile cases, such as Albert DeSalvo, the suspect in the Boston Strangler murders. Heiress Patty Hearst's trial for the bank robberies committed during her involvement with the SLA. That's, that's what I knew her, him from. And the U.S. Army Captain Ernest Medina for the Mai Lai Massacre. May, he was Mai also... Mai Lai? Mai Lai Massacre? Is that, he where, was also, is that in Vietnam? I don't know. Where they burned all the villages by accident? Do I have to pause in the middle of the Yeah, the story? Americans burned villages. It was I really bad. Right, yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah. I have um, a weird amount of knowledge around a certain time period, which is like 64 to 70. Okay. Then my knowledge stops. And uh, he was on the O.J. Simpson case. Yes, he was. And who was he played by in the show? The I just remember the judge from that. I remember the judge from that, but I don't remember the attorney. Oh, what was his name? Keto? No, what was his Edo. name? Judge Edo. Right. Yep. Lance Edo. Yep. Okay. Remember that case? Holy shit, man. That was crazy. I'll re- I remember, like, my ex-husband's mother was obsessed with it. Mom was probably obsessed like, with it, too, I would She think. watched it every day. And then I remember I was at Penn State. In the common area when the verdict came in. I could not fucking believe it. Couldn't believe it. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. Anyway. Okay. So, Jen, now we see Kathy Bates. Kathy she, Bates is great. I love her. She's so young in this. She's so young. Yeah. She. I love her, too. She left the ship, and guess what? She gets back on the wrong ship. She gets on the wrong ship. Now, Gopher gets a call that... Kathy Bates is on the wrong ship. And we are in Gopher's room. And there's a poster of someone to his left. I don't think it's Al Pacino. I want to say it's Hunter S. Thompson. I think it's a writer. I think it's a writer. I think it's Pacino. I thought it was a scene from Scarface. Maybe. How are you going to find this out? Oh, that was in 1983. So that couldn't have been it. How are you going to find this out? 
I just found out that it's not from Scarface because Scarface. Okay, was in so we ruled out one person. Yes. <laughs> Jenny just proved a negative. Was it Bruce Lee? No, I'm telling you, I feel like it was a writer. Okay. And Let's if that's true, point. then Gopher gets hotter a little bit in my book. Okay. Okay. It's no, Michael Landon. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, so she's on the wrong ship, and Gopher gets a call, and he's seeing a doc, like, dude, help me. What am I going to do? She's on the wrong ship. Doc, again. Doc is like, fuck off, Gopher. With, with his big brother <laughs> energy, is just like, fuck you, dude. I'm out of here. I Looks love like, Doc's he's big like, brother energy. He's like, sucks to be you. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and he dips. Like, you're like, suffer later. <laughs> yep. Okay, so now we see fake Stockwoods and the crew all gathered, and they're talking about how dead they are. Mr. Beatty knocks on the door, and they all apologize to him. And Mr. Beatty and Loudon are together, and they agree they like this fake Stockwood. <laughs> oh, God. So they're going to offer him a job in his advertising agency. And he, weird, like, fake Stockwood weirdly just makes out with his wife. Yeah. And then turns to them and says yes. Yeah, like he had a... This is, I guess this is one way to break into the market. Like Now, in a weird directorial choice... Yes, yes, Doc very weird. breaks the fourth wall, looks yep. at the camera and says, good thing I set all this up or something like this. He takes credit for it. That was super weird. Super weird because then they pan away from him and they make it look like he was talking to Julianne Gopher, but he was looking at us. He was looking at us. He yeah. is a menace... To this crew. I like him. This motherfucker needs to character. go down. Nope. He's my new favorite nope. character. And, well, he said he didn't think I'd pull it off, did you? Or something like that. Yes, that's what he it's said. It's kind of like a Ferris Bueller. I wonder if Ferris Bueller stole it from here. I don't know, but Doc is a big old dick. Okay, whatever. Okay. I like Doc. So later we see Wendy sitting alone by the pool sulking, and Stryker comes down and tells her Bob Green wants to talk to her. <laughs> what movie is this? Stryker tells Wendy Bob Green wants to talk Wendy's, to her. Wendy's cruise is totally ruined. Stryker says, I've been talking to Crane and he really is sorry. Like, at least give him a chance to explain. Crane walks in. He says, you know, I've cared about you forever, but I had nothing to offer you. I had no money. I was a drunk. All right. So cut that. And then scene. he says, I robbed myself of 26 years of knowing. He makes the apology about him. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yep. So now we see the Williams reunite. Nobody cares. We also see... The Williams reunite, but wait, can I just point out? Because supposedly she took a flight to L.A., but now she's (laughs) there. Okay, so she's back. They reunite. She's still carrying that tiny chair. This is Kathy Bates, guys. Yes. She... Yes. So when she got on the wrong ship, she had a tiny chair with her, like that she clearly got on one of the excursions off the ship, and she was bringing it back for him. She still has it. But supposedly she flew back to L.A. Yes. So did she take the tiny chair back to the I boat with her? I just threw the fucking tiny chair in the I don't even understand. Garbage. I think it's a continuity problem. It's a writing Of course it is. directing problem. Okay. So we see the fake Stockwoods leaving, and Steuben confronts them, but, like, I think he still doesn't quite get what happened. He, he thinks it was a coup by, he thinks it was a coup attempt by the other advertising yes. guy. Like, that this guy was, like, a mole kind of situation. Yes. And then I wrote, cocky asshole Bricker is like, spot's gone. I'm glad I thought of it. <laughs> what a troll. I love him. He is a troll. I didn't realize what a treasure that character is. 
right, now Wendy is leaving, and she and Crane Jen apparently spots gone. Trauma's gone. You have some trauma, yep. you rub it out, it's gone. You rub it out. I mean, that so, was a very 70s thing. Because, like, they're making plans to see each other. They kiss goodbye on the lips twice. Oh. Jenny, I have a question for you. Okay, no. <laughs> Last time you kissed mom or dad on the lips. The answer is no. <laughs> I don't even know. I can't even remember a time. You were probably an infant. I was probably a tiny a toddler. child. Yes, I was a tiny child once. Because we all know how you felt about affection. Mom loves the story of when Grandma went to kiss you, and you said, quote, stop mugging me. (laughs) End quote. (laughs) Wow. I had some deep, deep problems. (laughs) So she kisses him on the lips twice, which, it's weird. She calls him Dad. And Stuving says the parenting life must agree with him because he's been punctual and organized. And I wrote, for like six hours. Yeah, for, for six, six hours. hours. You yeah. didn't get and, drunk and, and fuck something up for six a, hours. And he's a parent to a 26-year-old. <laughs> That's not like he's a two-year-old he's taking care of. Guys, even Jenny could parent a 26-year-old, I could parent I think. a 26-year-old. That would be easy. Yeah. I'd just give them money when they need it. All right. End of episode. I say, Oof. I say... Chef's kiss. <laughs> I'm loving love boats so much. Yeah, that's good. That's good. All right, Jenny. So at the end of these episodes, I always ask you, what storyline could go? I mean, this is obvious. The honeymooners. The honeymooners. Yeah, I mean, there was a little bit of like I chuckled slightly when I was drunk at one of their like. I just kept chuckling because he looked like Willy Wonka. But that was it. Yeah, yeah. that was that was just a waste of time and space. But we got to see Kathy Bates, who I really like. So. We did. I really like her too. We got to see Stryker. And we got okay. to see Bob Crane. And Mimi, come at us if you've solved that murder. We need to know who <laughs> killed him. <laughs> All right. So, Jenny, at the end of every episode, we look back on a theme or a lesson or something we took from the original material or something we picked up on the rewatch, which in this case, it would be the rewatch. Yeah. And we think about, like, do we see this reflected today in our generation or have we taken it with us in some way? We call it our why. It's designed to finish the sentence. Gen X, this is why. Jenny, what is your why for this episode? So this is why the internet is a good thing. Because in our day, Mm -hmm. you could be duped by someone impersonating someone for like a week. Like you could never get duped like this today. True. Like you might get duped by the internet in other ways, but like they would never have been able to pull off that stock Martin Stockwood thing because they would know what that guy looked like because his face would be everywhere or you could Google it in a second and know what he looks like. They would never not know what this guy looks like. Good point. Good like, point. Like, that just wouldn't happen. And you would, if you met, you would Google them at some point, right? Like, as soon as they're walking away from that table, they're going to, like, Google these people. Like, yeah, and Wendy could have Googled a bunch of shit about her father. Yes. And knew that he was just some, yeah. some overworked drunk on a cruise line. Yeah. Like, this this kind of duping isn't doable. Yeah, I Like agree. it was in our day. You couldn't dupe like you could in Gen X's day. True. Mom says you can't murder today like you used to in Gen X. Well, because you can't dupe. Right. Mom's like, can't murder. <laughs> okay. Murdering's not what it used to be. <laughs> All right. I have, this is why we just couldn't wait to be adults because we thought adults just banged and banged and banged and banged and banged because that's all they talk about. That's all, that's all we're all they do. died of. It's like, this is, we just thought adulthood was just one big orgy. That was it. Like, you just grew up and banged. <laughs> I'm serious. These adults, this, what were we thinking as kids? Well, we 
we watched we this, this and we watched soap operas. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Just a lot of banging. Thank God for Little House during this time. There was a little bit of something trying to save our soul. Kept our, our morals in check. <laughs> All right, Jenny. So what do we have coming up next? So we're going to do season one, episode 20. It mm-hmm. is called You, Computer Man, and Parley Vu. Jen, I'll read the description. I have a better one. A matchmaker uses a computer to pair up cruise guests and manipulates it to pair himself with Julie. American gold diggers pass themselves off as French. (laughs) What? And a New York ad executive and a long-lost love reunite. Fantastic. And it's starring Shelley Long from Cheers. Oh, I like her. And Frankie Avalon. He's He's not that. He probably won't be that young there. But she'll be pretty young. Yeah, there's a note on here. This is the first acting credit for Shelley Long. Interestingly, she plays a bookish intellectual who's mismatched with a vain narcissist named Sam, who can't appreciate her for who she is. The same situation would later make her famous for years on the TV show Cheers, which premiered in 1982. Oh, Did fine. I ever tell you that I dated a guy who thought he was Sam Malone? Yeah, you told me that. I don't know if you shared that with our audience, though. Someone, Jenny, I'm going to see you on Saturday. Yeah, Punch Amy's me in the face, first first thing I see. Amy's driving to New York with my mom. Alright guys, so thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Love Exciting and new Come aboard We're expecting you And love Life's sweetest reward Let it flow It floats back to you Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.